Where the hell have you been, soldier? Training, sir! Training, sir! What kind of training, son? Pizza training, sir! Ladies and gentlemen, as we are a week in to 2024, welcome to Drew and Sam Talk Training. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. And Sam, we're coming up on our three-year anniversary of doing this. That is crazy, is it not? It's bonkers. Now, for the listeners, and we've talked about this before, um, it's actually not 2024 as we're recording this. It is uh, just days before Christmas. Um, but this episode is scheduled to drop on January 8th. So if you're listening right now, hopefully it's January 8th of 2024. And you're watching Michigan play in the championship game? And that's, you know, that's kind of where I was going with that. Hopefully we have... Uh, and when I say we, I mean, Michigan Wolverines have already rolled the tide. If not, I'm sure I'm going to be getting some messages about this one. And if you're listening from the great state of Florida, specifically Tallahassee, um, I'm sure you don't care about the game. Okay. Now, before we get into what we're really going to talk about, that entire decision is based on ratings. You think? Alabama is going to draw way more ratings and the controversy of having or if you're british controversy of having alabama in instead of florida state i can't get over controversy oh yeah yeah sorry have you heard yeah. about the controversy about aluminium it's the yeah that's in a schedule yeah uh <laughs> wow holy um, cow so speaking of controversy, the, I love where this wait, is Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's step back a second. Let's okay. step back a second, right? I'm because, stepping back. Uh, you, you have a team. You have a team. of you that don't know, you have a team that did everything the team is supposed to do. They won every game they're supposed to win. They beat every team they played. And they were told, hey, this team, this team that lost and almost lost three other games, like had to win on last second plays. They should be in instead of you for reasons that we can't explain clearly other than we don't like you basically and we really don't like the team they're going to play so we think that team has a better chance to beat them because your quarterback's hurt so you know take the l for us and that worked out well i mentioned it though because like this happens in normal everyday life it's just that there's no committee depend determining these things sam your customers are calling you and ordering from you potentially because of something the other guy has done. Your customers are calling them potentially because of something you have done. So, so seize that opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Football, sports ball. It's always microcosm to other stuff too. Okay, cool. So let's, let's kind of build off of what I think were just two spectacular episodes. If I do say so myself. We had uh, 123 with John U. Bacon talking about Let Them Lead. And then we got into episode 124, where you talked about be busy when it's slow. So you could seem slow when it's busy. And one of the things John talked about was watering all the plants and making sure that you're creating a culture inside 
your organization that would draw other people of of like work ethics to your organization. So you know, as we we listen to those stories about creating that internal culture and how keeping bad people around is going to attract more bad people, and even worse, it's going to send your good people fleeing away. I think we both dealt with clients and general managers who had the mirror test for doing interviews and had folks on their teams that they continually complained about and were just waiting for Superman to walk through the door. And what was really happening was Superman was indeed walking through the door. He was just walking out the door instead of in the door. Tell us about some experiences you've seen around that as well. Well, Sam, I've, I've seen it and it was accidental when I saw it with some supervisors doing the uh, Better Visits Today class. And one of the supervisors told me that the assistant manager in the store was one of the next two-ish to get promoted to store GM. So me being me, I strike up a conversation. You know, hi, how are you doing? How long you been here? What do you want to do? This assistant goes, well, Sam, have you ever come across somebody that's well, a really bad poker player. <laughs> yeah, every time I look in the mirror. So this person couldn't hide it on their face. They just were miserable and didn't want to be there. And like 10 seconds of conversation, I was picking up on that. I am generally not the sharpest tool in the shed when it comes to things like this, but it was so obvious. So I just asked, is everything okay? And the assistant goes, can we, can we, Go into the walk-in to, to get some onions. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Because, Sam, you know, every good conversation happens in the walk-in, right? And we go in the walk-in and the AM goes, listen, like the closers don't clean the store. So I have to come in now an hour early to clean just so I can kind of do my shift. They, they don't deliver on time. They don't tell the customers they're going to deliver on time. I end up dealing with almost all the complaints the next day. I'm the one doing all of the work. And I'm told that because no one else will close, I'm stuck with it. And so I've started to apply in other places because I don't want to work here anymore. If you're me for a second, Sam, you go from 10 minutes ago, the supervisor's like, hey, check out this assistant, <laughs> one of my next GMs. Yeah. Do I'm in the walk-in and this person's almost in tears because they actually care about what they do right. and they're going to quit because no one else cares. John talking to us about like, like hey, jerk, I don't even know if I want you ordering pizza. Uh, you mentioned the mirror test. For those of you that don't know, the mirror test is if you can fog a mirror, meaning you're breathing, you're hired because that's, that's how low the bar is. Um, you're just hiring bodies. And I don't know about you, Sam, but I, I've started to help clients track uh, retention or turnover, depending on how they want to measure it. And we'll go turnover because that's the easiest way to go. I have clients who are running north of 300% turnover. Like if you have 10 people on your payroll, that means this year you hired 30 people just to still have 10 people on your payroll. That's crazy. And, and it's because we're hiring bodies. Yeah, we hear it all the time that we've got a hiring problem, a hiring problem, a hiring problem. And it seems every time I've dug into the data, we absolutely do not have a hiring problem. We are really good at hiring folks. I had a client some years back that I think had somewhere around 180 team members on their current payroll. They had hired 200 people 
in the previous 12 months. And of those 180 people that were on the payroll, I think 150 of them had 10 year of two years or more. Now, when you do that math and you talk about good people attract good people and bad people detract or send good people away, you really start to see it. I, I'm in the same boat as you. I don't think there's a hiring problem. Now, there's going to be somebody who's gotten to this point and they're like, you don't understand. There's this one store. Yeah, I get it. I get it. There's that one store. Uh, in Team USA, it was the uh, the Homestead store had once gone like six months without getting an application online. Okay, fine. We can all pick that one store, whatever. 95% of the stores have applicants. And go back to John's point, if you're not getting applicants, it's because the store culture is so bad, no customer wants to work there. Correct. And, and we get our best team members from referrals. We get our best team members from customers that are coming in. So I, I don't even buy the application flow thing. I don't either. We're debunking that as we talk. There is a restaurant near yours that is staffed. And it's about leadership and it's about the culture inside your store. And when we talk about these culture suckers that are inside your store. Energy vampires. There you go. Thank you, John Gordon. We tend to (laughs) treat them the best. And then we treat our best team members the worst. I remember distinctly when I was in high school, I had a friend that had a job and she was probably one of the best employees they had. And she said to me, I'm the best employee they have, and yet they treat me the worst. And I said, what do you mean by that? They must love you there. Well, they they act like they do. But I get the worst schedule because they schedule me last and they fill in the holes because they know I'll work any shift. I get the worst jobs because nobody else will do them. And I have to train all the new people because it's a revolving door. When somebody does something wrong, they give the job to me in the second place. And then I have to fix what they did wrong. And then I have to do the job right. So we continually treat our our strongest and best team members the worst. And then we are just flabbergasted when they come to us and they say, I found another job. Hemingway, right? Gradually, then suddenly, right? That team member, because they still have some level of professionalism or some like for the company or potentially even harbor goodwill towards you, will not tell you to your face. It's because you allowed all these energy vampires here. They will look at you and go, that place is paying more. They'll give you an excuse so they don't have to hurt your feelings, even though you've just spent months crushing their feelings. And yet they won't hurt your feelings by telling you the truth while they're leaving. And that's on us as leaders. Let's reference John again, because that was just a fabulous conversation with John. It's about behaviors, not results, right? We know what behaviors work because we're doing this with the bad people because we think we want to keep them because we put them in a position where they kind of hold us hostage. They're the only person that can be the opening driver. They're the only person that wants to close. Okay, fine. Because they're there, you're going to lose others. So instead of treating the bad people really good, what if you treat the good people really good? What could happen? What would happen? Let's do a case study. As a GM, my line forever 
was I would rather, we all have that team member that calls out all the time, right? And I would rather go into the shift knowing I only had two people than go into the shift hoping I had five and ending up at two. So I was always, I was always hardcore on the call outs. I don't care unless, unless it's legit like medical emergency stuff, man, three strikes and you're out because you're not working here. If you're not here, you're not working here. And I need people that work here. And it would drive my supervisors nuts because I'd have somebody like a month and I'd, I'd cut them loose. And they're like, you, you can't let these people go. I'm like, but they didn't show up. I didn't let them go. They called out my bad, bad hire. Why would I want to punish the people that show up? It's called preaching to the choir. A teacher friend of mine actually was said that she caught herself. She teaches fourth grade and she caught herself yelling at her fourth graders that were there about the fourth graders who weren't there. And I'm like, oh my God, you were literally preaching to the choir. Congratulations. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, but we do it all the time. We just don't recognize it. Like, like imagine how much different your, your location, your organization would be if you treated the best employees the way you treat the worst, that you gave the best employees the schedule they wanted, that you, that you did everything you could to keep the best employees, how much different it would be how much happier they would be and how many more, more better people, more better people you would have. I believe that's correct English. How many better people you would have more is probably not needed in that sentence. So, yeah, I, you know, and certainly there's people out there saying, but if I treat my best people the best, then there's going to be holes in my schedule because I usually use them to fill the holes. Well, this just in, if you don't start treating your best people the best, then they are no longer your people anyway. And now you've got some serious holes and the only holes that are filled are filled with people that can't do the job. Which we've seen because then as the manager, now you're doing more work and now you're stressed out and your assistants start complaining about how many hours they're working, how much they're working. And, and all of a sudden everybody's stressed out because it, it broke because we don't have people doing their jobs. John said it, hold your team accountable. We've said it, hold your team accountable. I will take it one step further. Just don't allow the jerks to work there. Take the energy vampire into the walk-in and have an honest conversation with them. They might not know that they're being an energy vampire. If they do, I'll promote them to customer. It sounds really hard and it sounds so cold, but like, which do you want? Do you want a team of bad employees that don't show up and don't do their job or do you want a team that wants to be there and you know i think in the spirit of full transparency and an obligation to the folks that are kind enough to listen to us i think i think we'd be remiss in in not saying that this journey is going to be challenging it's going to be very challenging to go from the team and the culture you have right now to the team and the culture you want but i saw a really interesting thing the other day on the interwebs and it was a picture of a buffalo and it was completely covered in snow and i didn't fact check this so if it's not true i'm so sorry but but it's a heck of a good story it went on to say that buffalo are the only animals on the face of the earth that when they see a snowstorm they head into it because they know it's the fastest way out. So they head, go headstrong into the headwinds because they know it's going to be the fastest way to get out of the storm. 
And, and the reason I share that is if you've got a store that is full of energy vampires and you've got a full real uh, a couple of really good employees, you got to start treating the good ones the way you would want to be treated. And if that's going to leave holes in your schedules, that's going to leave holes in your schedules. And I think one of the strategies you could use to help you on your journey is to do what our good friend Mike Rompel in Salt Lake in Hawaii says, and that's protect the 40. When you're making your schedule, don't make your schedule Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Make your schedule and fill in where the bulk of your business is going to be first. And if you end up with holes, you end up with holes on Tuesday instead of on Friday. Now, our customers on Tuesday aren't any less valuable than our customers on Friday, but there's more of them on Friday. So if you have to make a decision, choose the lesser of the two evils and make sure you have your strongest team on Friday, on Saturday, on Sunday, on Thursday, and have your weakest team on your slowest day so that the bulk of your customers get the service and get the results that you're looking for while you're continuing to build that team and making that journey from where you're at now to where you want to be. Go go headstrong into that wind. That's what I was going to say. But like the Buffalo, the first step is to turn into the storm and do something. And acknowledge that there is a storm. If you got 12 drivers on your schedule and you need 12 drivers, but three of them are consistently calling off, you don't have 12 drivers. That's a hard reality that people have a difficult time understanding. Oh, my goodness. Honestly. Yeah. It is difficult. So what have we learned in this episode, Sam? Well, I would tell you, I was engulfed in the conversation more than taking notes this time. But this is one thing I got. Treat the good team members for the team members they are, which is good. Or they're going to leave and they're going to leave you with the team members you don't want. I like that as a summary. I will take that happily. You know, take a hard look at your schedule right now, gang. And who are the team members that you want to go into battle with? And who are the ones that are simply hanging on? And when they show up, you're surprised. You should be doing everything you can to recruit and attract ones that you can replace the ones that you know aren't doing the job so the ones that are doing the job want to stay let's not push them to a point where even though they like you as a person even though they like dominoes as a brand they just can't stand the job anymore because you keep giving them the worst schedule because you keep giving them the worst jobs because they're the only ones that will do it now listen clearly what we have said we're not telling you to go and fire people today. We're telling you to go and have a conversation with people today. Yes. Reset expectations and then hold them to those full-fledged expectations again. We probably went like an episode and a half without saying full-fledged expectations. So yeah. reset them. Go to the people that aren't doing what is needed and explain to them what is expected of them and then hold them to it. And it's going to feel awkward. But people want to do a good job. And if you happen to be the unlucky person that has hired someone that doesn't want to do a good job, then you have to deal with it. And that's on you for hiring somebody that doesn't want to do a good job in the first place. But start with the conversation. John said, water all the plants. We're going to water all the plants. Start with having the conversation. 
tell them what the expectation is, follow up with it, and then see where it goes. Sam and I can on the podcast very quickly and jokingly sometimes say, get rid of people, demote people, promote people to customer. But really what we're saying is set the expectation and have a conversation. 95% of your team will turn around and do what's asked of them because you've never asked it of them before. You've been listening to episode 125. If you haven't done it already, subscribe to us, like us, share us with your friends and uh, put it on your social media. Heck, do whatever you want with the podcast. Let's just get more people listening to it. I am Sam with Fowler Consulting. And I am Drew with Better Than Yesterday Consulting. Gang, as always, go out, sell more pizza. And have more fun. That's all, folks.